This is Kevin Pruitt with another episode of Rising Tide Startups. And my special guest today is Vonnie Lee. Vonnie, thank you for joining us on Rising Tide. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you for having me. So please share a little bit about Vonnie Lee to our Rising Tide listeners. Oh, okay. Um, hello, everyone. I'm Vonnie Lee. I am a professional voiceover artist. Um, I do lots of corporate and video voiceovers um, for mainly the virtual reality and augmented reality field. So, um, yeah, that's that's basically my business. So, give us a little background, family, where you live in, education, just fill in the blanks for us. Oh, God. Yeah, okay. So, <laughs> that's, a lot, that's a lot to cover. <laughs> there you go. I'm from, I'm from London. Um, my family are originally from Malaysia. I've got two kids. We now live in Leicestershire, um, where I live with, um, I, I kind of share uh, the children with my ex-partner. Um, oh gosh, education, just completely normal upbringing, really. School, schooled in, I schooled when I was younger in Malaysia, um, which is a very American education system. And then I came over to the UK during secondary school and then continued my higher education in the UK. So I've got quite a, I've got quite a kind of broad understanding of um, different education types because I've also lived in Europe. So we've lived in Germany and in Spain for a few years and my daughter has been in that education system there. So yeah, it's, it's, it's very, it's very interesting. I never used to be a huge, um, I suppose, advocate of uh, academia, if you like. But, but now I think things are changing whereby people need something like a baseline to set their standards up mm, against. Yeah. And you do have to start somewhere right. um, because everyone, you know, everyone has degrees and everyone has some sort of higher education. Whereas 25 years ago, if, if you didn't, it wouldn't really matter. But I, I don't know, I think things are really changing in that sense. So yeah, that's, that's kind of me and my background. I've been running my voiceover business um, coming up to my fourth year now. Uh, I do some other bits on the side. I do trade um, on the side as well. And I run a very small, um, you know, coaching, mentoring, um, kind of another kind of side business too. So yeah, we're, we're, we're busy. Uh, it sounds like, and you, you said you were traveling just until, I mean, you literally... Just return today or yes yeah it was just it was just a day trip overnight trip saw an old ex-colleague of mine who um back in my advertising agency days we used to work very very closely together when we worked on digital it was just lovely it's just nice to catch up and after all these years seeing how things have changed and funnily enough how things still haven't changed there's a lot of um i don't know i I'm, i guess over the years as you run a business and as you pop in and out of being self-employed and then back into employment or even consulting, um, you always get a feel of what's going on in business and business fundamentals don't ever change. You know, you need, you need customers, you need sales. How do you track them? Um, you know, how do you have standouts? So those things never change. It's just the kind of avenues, the platforms and how you reach your customers. That's, sure. that's where it's different. And that's where right. you have to innovating so yeah it was, it was lovely it's just it was lovely to see her and it feels nice being able to get out of my booth for once as well <laughs> you, you know you can imagine when you're you know in a kind of four foot by four foot box for the majority of your day 
normally I'm patched into a client. So a little bit like what you and I are doing right now. I've got my headphones on and we're back and forth, but it's still like physically quite kind of isolating. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's nice just to get out, you know, to be able to, to be able to talk, talk shop and, and be out in a restaurant and things like that. So so walk us through this, uh, this amazing transition that, that uh, I mean, you obviously didn't go to uni with the idea that I'm going to be a voiceover artist. So no. what was kind of the, uh, what, uh, what happened? What, what was that I magic know. lightning bolt that struck that uh, said, wow, I could, uh, I could do children's well, books. So. Well, we, we talked a little bit about this when we were off, off air. Um, there just, there wasn't a lightning bulb. It is a it's been like just this compounding journey, you know, of networking, of business. So I left employment with, with anybody back in 2004. So I was, oh God, I can't remember, 23, 24? Yeah, hang on, is that right? How long does that go? 15 years? How old am I? Yeah, yeah 15 years ago, yeah. Yes, that's, that's, that's about right, isn't it? How old does that make me then? My math is so bad. <laughs> oh no, longer, longer. Okay, so longer ago. So that gives you an idea of how old I am. Um, <laughs> and I started an e-commerce company, wholesaling jewellery. So that's where I really learnt my foundation in business because you know, things were just coming up in terms of digital. Um, you know, You could still bid on keywords that were quite popular for 20 cents, 30 cents. You can't do that anymore these days. Um, so that had this like compounding effect in terms of, I always knew from then on when I made that move, I was never going to work for anyone ever again. I just knew it. And I don't know whether, you know, if anyone's watching this, you're like, Oh my God, that's me as well. Just, just don't want to have a boss. Don't like clock watching. Um, I'm sure there's many watching thinking that very thing. Yeah. But but it's not like this. You know how we don't like something, but you still get on with it. It's not like that. It's this absolute like grind against your grain. You know, it's not even, I don't like it. It's, I can't do this. It's just so not me. So when I made that move, I just knew, I don't care what happens from here on end. I'm never going back into employment. And that's all has always stayed with me. And I think that's always been the driver. Um, so I went from that business and then we, we traveled around Europe. So I sold that business and then started, um, doing more creative stuff. I was a makeup artist for a little while. I did some fashion work for a while and then, you know, started our family. So it was just, you know, doing bits and pieces here and there. And I've always freelanced. It's just something I have a lot of friends who have, who run their own businesses. And I think that's also something else too. Um, I don't think I would have continued, having different businesses, trying this, trying that. If I, were, if I wasn't hanging around with people also in that same boat, I think if I had lots of friends all in employment, I would also feel a bit, oh, you know, that's probably the norm. I should just go back to work. But all my friends have their own businesses one way or the other. So it just felt like a normal thing. That didn't work. You try something else. That doesn't work. You try something else. They generally all work or they're okay and you get a little bit bored with it so you just move on to something else but it was it was never like a it was never like a thing and I, I don't know I don't know so with the voiceover work um again I was freelancing for a few clients of mine I was doing marketing sales writing again a lot of the agency stuff that I uh, that I've always always done 
And because of the whole explosion in, you know, self-promotion and promotional marketing, video work has been very, very popular, popular with a lot of SMEs. So it was literally one client who, who was in a, in a situation where he had to deliver something. He didn't have the resources or the means. And, you know, we were having a conversation and I just said, listen, it doesn't sound that difficult. If just talking over a video, I, I, let me, let me try it. And if it doesn't work, you, you don't lose anything. It was free. Um, and he said, okay, fine. You know, he's, he had nothing to lose. So I delivered that over a weekend. You know, I was crazy kind of YouTubing because after I said, it, I was thinking, oh, sh- you know, I don't <laughs> know much about voicing over videos. You know, I'm not really that techie and do I need a mic? And oh my goodness, what did I, you know, get myself into? But he was in such a situation and that was it. I delivered it on a Monday and he was like, oh, thanks. Send it to the client. The client liked it and it literally was. <laughs> it really was that's how it started then he gave me more and then he recommended to me to a second client and as it went on for a few weeks that's when i decided okay i can't keep doing this work for free because it's it's taking its time i was still doing the marketing and i was still doing some writing um but then i thought i can't charge for this because i'm not trained <laughs> i don't even know what i'm doing so so that's when i that's when i thought okay if i'm going to continue continue to offer the service to my client because you know he's happy the client's happy but I need to charge for my time but I can't charge unless I feel like I'm at a position in a position where I can you know I can be confident and know that yeah I've invested in this so that's literally how it got the ball rolling and that was literally four years ago so I, I write less and less I still do write but a lot less um than I used to I did maybe one video script this week um, and yeah, the rest of my work is, is voiceover work. And whenever I have a window, I'll, I'll stick a day trade on. I'll open a, I'll open a FTSE trade for the day, you know, make my money work harder. And then, and that's it. That's literally my kind of working day. And I love it. I, I, because I have the freedom, I have the freedom to do what I want. Is there a, is there formal training for voiceover artists? Is there, I mean, is there a certificate that you get from some voiceover guild or, or something that says, yeah, I, I can now charge for this and I have this certificate that I can display on my website type thing? Is there kind of a, you know, the International Association of Voiceover Artists? Yeah, it's a, it's a good question. Um, in the States, it's very different from here in the UK. So there's non-union versus union type voiceover artists. And the people that are in the unions, they are normally actors and actresses, singers, you know, musicians. They're already in the creative industry and they already have that sort of background. Um, there's not really anything like that in the UK. There are obviously companies who offer uh, training with their own certification, but there isn't like a guild or a board. Mm-hmm. Um, not, I mean, not as far as I know anyway, unless something's been set up recently. So... And I think that's why the space is quite interesting because lots and lots of new voiceovers are coming in because it's a lucrative business. It's good money. Um, seemingly with no entry barriers. They don't need to be anything. You can just, you know, like me, you can just one day just get loads of work or not and decide, oh, this is what I want to do. Or oh, I'm an actress, an actor. I need, I, you know, be great little side hustle. I'm doing my audition. You know, why not set myself up with a mic? Um, and off I go. But it is a double-edged sword because 
the entry level, you know, the entry point, you can enter from anywhere. But that also means you get everybody doing this. So for a client, it's like, well, how do I, you know, how do I benchmark who's good, who's not good? And I mean, voiceover is in the space exactly like that at the moment where the really good ones and the ones who are dedicated who do it full time, finding it really hard to cut through all the noise because it's so competitive um, and, and massive. It is just this massive influx, like a river of new voiceovers, you know, every, and everyone is so talented. I was speaking to a voiceover who I had a call with last week and I said, listen, we're all nice and we're all talented and we're all reliable. So what else do you have? Let's, let's, let's take it from there because you can't, you can't say to, you know, your client, well, I'm nice and reliable. I have this, listen, we're all like that. So you need to find something else. And that something else has to be about you and your background, your history. Cause we, cause I think us as human beings, whenever we shift into a different mindset and a different position, we really like to drop our old self don't we right we've we've transformed you know we've changed we don't want to carry anything about us forward oh no no i don't do that anymore this is me now but actually there's so much value in your history and in your background that someone else doesn't have and that's your standout and voiceover voiceovers right now you know it's, it's so competitive that people are forgetting that actually if you have an engineering background or if you have a theater background, or if you have, you know, whatever, whatever background, that, that works for you. You shouldn't just be like, well, no, I'm voiceover now. I don't do that anymore. Like me, I have a writing background. You know, my, my voiceover work complements my writing work. It's just that one's taken off much further than the other, and I'm only one person. So, Can um, you look back, though, and say, okay, so my, my background was writing, but can you look back at even, you know, times in school where you're involved in, productions where you did you you know hey oh, for my parents I'm going to put on a play at home yeah I mean, well this is going to make things, you yeah. laugh because I don't know whether you have at the age of 16 in the states you have careers advisor meetings do you have that it depends on the yes it depends on the 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 high school setting and ah, okay. yes but yeah we do yeah. have counselors that, that are kind of walking you through that but I'm in the UK you're you're heading into a levels there so it's like you, right. know, you still have two years of, of high school left here so some but at 16, system, yeah. at 15, 16, what happens is career advisors come in and you, you have a meeting with them every so often because supposedly at 15, 16, we're, we're, we need to know what we want to do for the rest of our lives, which is just, you know, you think back and think, this is crazy. You cannot ask a 16 year old who's never, never traveled, never known life. Oh, so what would you have had you those do? conversations at home? Yeah, absolutely. Like, crazy. <laughs> so I remember sitting down in front of mine and uh, he said, Oh, you, so, you know, we need to, we need to make a decision, you know, what you're going to do with your life. And I remember saying, I want to be famous. And he's famous for what? I don't know. And I don't care. <laughs> want the fame and he just looked at me like I was insane he was like okay <laughs> right drop out you know God, I had no idea where he wrote my file but I, I had no idea but you're right because exactly like what you said somewhere in the background you know when you're a child you do have an inkling for you know showmanship or detail or you know if someone's really into crafts and you know something that really takes a lot of detail you'll find the you'll find that your character you've always been like that 
Um, I don't think you suddenly become, you know, you just don't suddenly become an actress. You doesn't, you don't suddenly become dramatic and you know, real extroverted and real, you know, I think it's, it's something that's always been inside you. I've just been lucky and unlucky in a way because it's taken so long, you know, it's taken so long to find something that I can, I really feel so natural and, you know, in the flow when I'm, when I'm right. voicing over. And, you know, you imagine eight hours, six hours in the day, I'm on my own talking to myself. It's not a very glamorous job, but it's, it has this really glamorous um, impression to it because of the work that you see afterwards. If, they, uh, if you tell somebody that that's what you do for a living, I, I talk to myself for six, eight hours a day, they're going to ask you to, to go on meds. That's so, right. <laughs> it, that's or right. you're a voiceover artist, one of the two. So there's, a, there's kind of a famous like Steve Jobs quote talking about, you know, uh, and there's actually a, a podcast in the UK called Join Up Dots that talks about this very thing, that it's hard to see things, you know, looking forward, but you can always mm -hmm. look back and see how the, the dots have virtually joined up you know, in this kind of, you know, meandering, you know, roadmap, so to speak, that has led you to this very point. And mm. it sounds like to me that, you know, you can, you can kind of, I saw a smile come to your face when you were, you were thinking about that, thinking back kind of over that journey. But so, so tell me today, so uh, have you progressed in your, in your business to the point that, that virtually business is coming to you now that, that you, you just, are kind of you know you through referrals or through mm. prior clients or things like that that you're just saying okay now I'm really just getting to to be a little more selective on the things that I decide to do and oh, yeah. versus Definitely. just you know I'll take anything and I'll I'll do this yeah. for free until I can build up my business so where are you today yeah absolutely um, I'm I I don't know how or you know what's kind of accelerated me getting here because I, I know from speaking to a few people that in, I'm in a very fortunate situation um but yeah I don't know how because you're brilliant no I, I don't know I <laughs> you mean are I don't know really really good I mean oh. I believe me I stalked you on Facebook as we were in some groups together and I thought you know because as you would post things I would I would you know listen to the clips and, and see the clip I'm thinking this, she, her voice is stunning in the way that she can kind of move and transition from, you know, different characters. Um, I, I thought I'd, I got to have her on the show. So that, that's oh, exactly you. why I, I, you know, well, I'm glad you agreed to do that. So I can thank my singing coach for that because she's the one who's really developed my voice. I, my voice wasn't like that when I started. Um, but that's, that's the other thing that people don't realize either. You know, that I think if they have like a dream career in their mind, they think that they have to be ready before they can begin. Mm. You, you don't, you just can, you can just begin and you get ready as you go along. You know, if I had waited till I got to this stage, I wouldn't have had all those hours of work and practice. And, you know, I, I don't charge what I charge back then three years ago. Yeah. Um, and I don't have the same clients. I don't take on the small, small, you know, the small projects anymore. Cause my time working with a client is much longer now than the kind of you know five minute quick email here and there. We, we collaborate for a lot longer on bigger projects now. Um, but if I'd waited all that time, I would have missed out on three years of loads of experience. 
you know, forget the voice work and the audio work, but you know, the engineers that I've talked to, the clients that I've connected with. Um, like I said, I was, I'm, I work a lot in the virtual reality and augmented reality space. So I, I learn every day about the new tech stuff that's coming out. I just did a whole new smart home system for a real estate company in Florida who's fitting, you know, a voice, a voice activated controls um, in their homes or me. And it's like, oh God, that feels so good. You know, my ego is so massaged. You know, but these things I would have missed out on if I thought, well, I had to, I've got to be ready before I, before I go and reach out. You know, I'm, I was ready enough. It, well, in fact, I wasn't even ready. I just thought, you kind of have to have, I don't know whether it's ego or whether it's bravery or courage or whatever you want to call it. Maybe a mix of both. I think a little bit of self-belief and what's the worst that can happen. They're just going to, say no right well we're going to circle back with that later because I, I i love what you just said about the you know kind of the you know not waiting until you're ready type thing so at, in mm. there in our micro course section and i know you're going to touch on a little bit of just about you yes. know, kind of a common thread but yeah. uh, let's you know let's circle back on that too but okay. i really want to drill down a little deeper right now just you know kind of get in your head a little mm -hmm. bit so who who online would you say really um, was an inspiration to you as you were kind of getting started or was a little further down the road that um, was somebody that, that you, you know really I'm gonna be very very honest with you I purposely did no market research and looked at nobody in the first year because I knew if I did I would not carry on because they were so good yeah so talented you know, these are people who have acted for 25 years. They have, they've won awards. They've been on stage. They've done speeches. Can't compare myself. Can't compete with that. That would have just made me go boom, boom, boom. Oh, no, forget it. I'm never going to make it. So I, I knew how competitive things were. But my focus was I will service the clients as they come. I will take the work to self-promote and I will reach to another client. And then to another client, I did not look left or right because I knew if I did, I would just stop. I can't compete with award-winning Hollywood actresses who, you know, who's been in the business, classically trained, does opera, been on stage, done theatre. I can't compete with that. You know, that would have frightened the life out of me. Well, so, I think you can. You just have to find what, you know, you just have to, to uh, level the playing field a little bit and figure out, okay, what... What do I bring to the table that they don't have? Well, Where's my niche? Yeah. That happened, I think, more in year two when I was already finding I was getting a nice steady income. Um, you know, I, I, I felt like I was getting paid my value where I was at the time. And then I started to reach out to more agents and agencies because I got braver then because I thought, oh, I'm getting all these you know, SMEs booking me. I'm going to start going to the professionals because... Mm -hmm. You know, small, medium enterprises, they don't know about the world of creativity. They just want the job done. Exactly. If you can read over some training material, if you can read over some e-learning stuff, great. They just don't want the hassle. But once you start reaching out into the creative agents and the directors and the creative directors, they know the playing field. Mm. So that's when I thought, right, okay, I'm, I feel like I've built up some confidence now. So I'm going to take what I have and then I'm going to start asking some questions over the other end um, and talk to some professionals. And oh my God, I mean, it knocked me for six because I think I had maybe four or five replies 
that basically said, you know, you're nowhere near ready. You are nowhere near the standards of the type of actresses that we are used to, that we're used to working with. You don't have this X, Y, Z technology, blah, blah, blah. And I did, you know, I did take a real knocking because I was thinking, oh God, but I've been self-employed for a year doing this successfully, making, you know, three, $4,000 a month. It's good money, right? And this is something that I just started doing. Um, but then these guys are telling me, oh no, you can't go out to work like this. I would never put you forward. So I'm like, oh my God. And I went into this like space of, what was I thinking? Who did I think I was? And you know, why didn't... You know, why didn't I look at the competitors? You know, who am I to contact these people who've been in the industry and say, hey, hire me, I think I'm amazing. But I tell you what that criticism really helped me do. It gave me everything I needed to push forward. Where was I, you know, what was I lacking in technology? What about my voice uh, training that, that came across so obviously to them? That was insufficient. So that's what I did. I invested. I invested in my studio, in my equipment. I took on a vo vocal coach. I paid more money for my demos because it was all self-produced before. And then I recontacted the same people because I'm not embarrassed. And I'm like, well, listen, I took on board everything you said. And ta-da! <laughs> I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> I'm back! <laughs> But you can't be shy about these things yeah. because if it's financial freedom you want and if it's freedom working for yourself that you want, you can't just be, you know, you can't have the first setback and go, oh my God, they are right. You know, if you spend your whole time listening to other people, you will never get anywhere. And well, it's not I, even... I love this. I right? absolutely love it because I think that, so, I mean, we normally wait till the end to kind of get the micro course section, but I mean, in essence, what you've done is you've woven a multitude of these in the in the I'm entire interview it. itself but i mean the thing i love about this is that these are these are universals that the things that you're mentioning it's not necessarily in the voiceover space it's it's mm. in any space it's it is overcoming that imposter syndrome it is overcoming the voice in your head it's it is overcoming the the whole idea that who am i to do this and somebody is actually questioning my my uh right in essence to operate in this space and i I have, uh, you know, you asked me how many interviews we've done on the rising tide. I think, you know, we're really close to a hundred. And I think that, that, uh, this is the first time that, that when I asked the question about, you know, who, who you looked at, who was kind of your inspiration or your role model or whatever that you said, I looked at nobody because I didn't want to have that in my head that I can't compete with them. Yeah. What a, what a great answer. I mean, oh, really? you left my little blank, you know, you left it blank on my little notepad here, but I mean, what a great answer because that's, that is so true. I mean, how many people would look at that and, and just stop at the first mm -hmm. hurdle and say, you know what? I, I, I can't compete in this space. Yeah. No way. You're, you know, you're like compete in your own space. Yeah. You know, you're, you're really, the competition is who you were yesterday. Yeah. You know, I mean, at, at the end of the day. So absolutely. Um, let me drive a little deeper and uh, you're gonna have to give me a, an answer in one of these questions because I can't, I'm, I'm my type A here is just really driving me crazy. I can't have all my blanks empty, but is there a, is there a, like a, a life quote or, you know, just a, a one thing you may have taped up on your computer that says, Hey, I got to read this every day. This is, this is something that is an affirmation mm -hmm. or something that, that really 
drives me in essence is kind of like my, you know, if I had a life mantra type thing. You know what? My kids and I, um, we have this like appreciation thing that we do every evening before we go to bed where we just say, you know, because, you know, children also have bad days, right? Sure. So we, we just have a little discussion about what was challenging today. You know, what do you think you overcame? And then we appreciate something. Just, you know, really enjoyed my dinner tonight. Thank you, mummy. Or, you know, I loved what, the fact that my friend did whatever, whatever. And for me, my mantra is always whatever situation you find yourself in and it can change on a daily basis. It can change on a weekly, whatever, you know, you're, you might find yourself at a crossroads in life or some kind of crisis point. But I think if you can just find appreciation in it, it just gives you that peace. Just, it doesn't matter. Just, just appreciate that, you know, there's people worse off or things always change. Things don't stay the same. You know, this doesn't last. Nothing lasts. Even the great stuff doesn't last. Right. And just take that one thing. It doesn't matter how small yet that you had a meal. You know, thousands of people don't have things like that. For me, that has always, always kept me going. Always. I can't, I can't appreciate enough. I'm so grateful for clients that come back. I'm so grateful for people like you who reach out to me and find me interesting. You know, I'm so grateful for anyone who turns around and says, oh, you know, what do you do for a living? Because... At the end of the day, who cares? Who cares what we do, right? Who cares where we are? Who cares where we go? When, when you're not happy and when you can't see, you know, where, where the light's coming from, where this happens, really doesn't matter what you do, does it? Or how much you've got yep. or whether you're in this job or that job. Actually, the one, it's the ones who I find appreciate more. They're just, they live a much simpler, you know, they have a much simpler time in their mind and they just have a, a lovely calm peaceful simple life like that's that's my number one mantra kind of the it's attitude of gratitude yeah it's, it's not very exciting but it's uh no absolutely yeah like you this is yours this is this is what what in essence drives you and so as uh if you could look back a few years ago so what would be one piece of advice that, that, you know, say you said you kind of done this four years ago. So what, yeah. what is one thing you know today that if you knew back then four years ago, that would have been like one line would have been a game changer for you. I wish I would have known this four years ago. Oh gosh. It's a difficult one. I don't, I don't know. Um, I had a friend say to me when I first, first started, and he said, I believe in you, even if you don't believe in you. And I think sometimes that's just how it is sometimes. You surround yourself with people for whatever reason, see what you don't see. And then they just, they just keep giving you that little, you can do it. You got it. You got it. And then eventually you believe because they're so convinced and they've convinced you that you're like, Oh, okay. I am doing it. And yeah, okay. I, am. I, I don't really have a line, but I, I'll never forget that. It was one of my very, very best friends, Aaron, who um, I met doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. And I gave him this idea, you know, this is what I'm going to do. And I think, I think I'm going to be all right at it. And he's American from New Jersey. I said, will you teach me 
how to do the American accent because he was one of my first like you know accent coaches and he I mean my, my accent was awful I mean it's not amazing now but I no, it really it. is I heard you on on one right before that that we turned the camera <laughs> on so yeah I mean, no, I, I, get, I, get, I get paid doing American accent work, which is something that I, you know, I remember thinking I'm going to start offering American accents uh, as part of my repertoire. And I remember saying to Aaron, oh, uh, maybe that's just silly. You know, why would people want to hire me, a Brit, when there's thousands of American women that they can just ask, yeah, you know, just to read something? We would rather hear the British accent, though. I, and I hope for the security yeah. system in Florida. I hope that that it is that you're the British. No, it was American. No. <laughs> yeah, it was an American accent. But I'm I'm always surprised that someone would pay me, and I and you know I have asked clients before. I've just said you know out of cu curiosity, why have you hired me to do the American accent when this there is literally tens of thousands of American voice actresses that you could have used. And they just said, oh, you know, you were recommended, you're reliable, we've heard your voice, we like your voice, um, you're easy to work, you know, all these not usual things. And, and that's the thing, people buy people. They just, they just think they don't want the hassle, they don't like the thing that they don't know. Um, but yeah, but it was- you say knock for six or you say Zed, and, and even in an American accent, we won't know what you're talking about. So, you know, uh, I mean, we don't know this a cricket metaphor. We don't know that it's, it's <laughs> Zed no, instead of the letter right. Z, that's so right. yeah. Well, I, I did a I did a lift in a shopping mall in Dubai, a lift system. So literally, you know, level one, level two. This is level three. Um, and the the client couldn't decide on American or British. And um, and in the end, he said, "I've never thought of a Middle Eastern accent." He was like, "Could you do a Middle Eastern accent?" I was like, "Oh, you you don't want to lift that speaking, you know, Middle Eastern accent." I think stick to American and stick. But I didn't want to say, you know, I can't do a Middle Eastern accent. <laughs> Stick to the two that I'm offering you. <laughs> That's right. You've got enough to choose from. That's yeah. Exactly oh, right. I, I honestly have clients that do all sorts of things. Um, I recently did one who makes combustible safety. I don't even know what he does, but it, it speaks to the engineer, you know, press this button. And so it's like, it's like a step-by-step -step Ikea style um, technology to teach people how to make these combustible engines. And it's, I'm fascinated. So you no longer need to go and get trained in person for this. You can just press a button and as you're building stuff, this voice talks you through it. You know, now insert red wire into <laughs> the type of work I do is so varied. Um, it's fascinating. People are thinking, oh, you know, it must be commercials and radio and ads all the time. Yeah, of course, that's, that's the glamorous side. You know, the stuff that you see on TV, that's all the glamour work. But oh my goodness, the breadth of work that invoice, it's, it's phenomenal. And I'm, I'm very lucky to be, like you said, you know, work comes in. Um, I, I used to audition, but I don't audition anymore. Very, very rarely, only if I'm asked to. Um, and I have found myself in that very lucky situation where I can pick and choose the clients. I have blocked a few clients before because I just don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, I yeah. it. Well, you, you know. I mean, you've gotten to that point. So, and speaking of getting to that point, I mean, yeah. this is the one that we've been waiting on. So yes. this is, you know, that we kind of led to this whole idea of the, the rising tide micro course segment that we were talking about, a little bit about off camera, but this is, this is where I, I step out of the way and get out of the way and you become the professor and you kind of speak out of your area of expertise and, you know, the next few minutes, just share whatever you want to share that you think would be a, a real good takeaway for our audience here near the end of our chat. 
Okay. Um, so I was thinking at the beginning, you know, whether I should share something that's voiceover specific for you guys out there. But then I thought, you know what? I think you guys are watching this with having in mind, you know, you've always had that feeling that you're meant for more or there's just something else that you could be doing. There's this, you know, the, you know, you're not, I, either you're not living your true, um, you know, living and working your true passion or being your true self, or you just found yourself trapped in a situation. So I thought I would choose the topic where, um, so I do a little bit of coaching work and no matter how long someone's been in that business and I coach writers as well as voiceovers, um, all freelancers trying to, you know, either establish a foothold, um, about to make the leap, um, or, you know, are in it, but they're not getting the traction that they want. I found that there's always this common thread, you know, they may have challenges in terms of getting work or finding the right type of clients or knowing what to charge, you know, all these are just what I, I call the symptoms. Cause all these questions, if you do a bit of research, a bit of Google, ask some questions, you'll be able to answer. But what happens is you, you create these, I suppose, challenges for yourself um, in order to tell yourself to back off from this idea that you think you're going to be successful from this. So my topic would be, my micro course would be um, getting out of your own way. And it sounds very easy to say it because it's like, oh, well, I'm not in my own way. I'm trying this, I'm trying that. But actually, every time you come across a challenge and every time, you know, someone criticizes something that you, you've done or you, you've not done, what you, what you self-talk to yourself, you know, oh, I'm, I'm not worthy or oh, maybe I can't do this or um, I, I, knew, I knew this would happen. You know, someone's going to find out that. I'm actually no good at this. What was I thinking? You know, this, this type of self-talk is what just maintains you and keeps you down or keeps you where you are. And, and that's got to go. And I think the minute you recognize that, you can then really start to change uh, the, the kind of conversation that you have with yourself, the whole, the whole mindset and the relationship you have with, with what, you know, what value you place in terms of what you bring. A lot of people I ask when I when they say I'm not earning enough. I um okay, what what do you want to earn? And I say, oh well, my rent is eight hundred dollars. Um, my food bill is about three fifty, so that takes us up to like you know eleven hundred or whatever. And then I've got you know obviously bills to pay, car, phone, da da da. That takes you up to two grand. And then yeah, you know a holiday here and there. So I need to earn two and a half grand a month. I was like, okay, so you earn, that's what you want. You want two and a half grand, but that leaves you with nothing. You know, what happens if something breaks or what happens if, you know, you need extra healthcare? Um, and, you know, what if, two, you know, two and a half grand is not your value. It's what you need to like sustain the lifestyle that you have now. But in terms of growth and in terms of, you know, really getting forward, like moving forward in life, that's, that's not enough if that's what you're telling me you need to live. That's not going to get you anywhere. Oh, but no one's going to pay me any more than that because if I'm charging one client this and one client that, and, and that's exactly the conversation people have over and over again. They, they place a certain value from, I, I don't know where it comes from, maybe their peers, maybe something uh, someone's told them 
once, you know, in the past 10 years ago, maybe uh, their parents only ever earned a certain amount of money. So they've kind of boxed themselves in. And, and I've been in that situation myself too, where I've, you know, asked a client for, for more. And then back down the minute they gave me any kind of resistance. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. You know, what was I thinking? Asking for a little more than that. So it's like, I don't truly believe that I'm worth that either. And the minute you change that, you know, there's a book called Money Grows on Trees by Jeremy Newson, who's a new mentor of mine, who, um, who helps me a lot with my trading and also my money mindset. Money does grow on trees. We all have the same opportunity to pick the fruit to grow the money tree. But for whatever reason, many of us don't because we don't believe we're worth it. Or we come up with loads and loads of challenges. Oh, because of this and because I live in this country or because I don't do that, I don't have to. This is all put upon yourself. And that's something I think if you can just get out of your own way, try and look at the, the context of whatever it is that you want to do from a very objective point of view, you know, what are your, what are the real challenges? Not challenges that you're placing on yourself, but you know, maybe, I don't know, say you're a mechanic and you want to go uh, self-employed or you don't want to work for the company anymore. You know, you need to try and find your edge, you know, and it's, it always comes from your past. You know, Kevin and I was talking about this before people try and scrub off, scrub away their past. Cause they think, Oh no, I'm starting afresh. I'm going to be, you know, this new thing, I'm, I'm changed now, I've, I've transformed, I'm no longer the accountant or, you know, I'm no longer the, the secretary or, or whatever. Um, but I think if you recognise that everything that you've done up to this point is an asset for you, um, that, that experience is it's individual to you, you know, you have organisational skills or you have skills with technology or detail, you know, you need to bring that into the present and and make that a package. And that package is absolutely unique. There won't be anyone else like it, even if there are uh, 10,000 hairdressers in your area or beauticians or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, there won't be a beautician that was a singer or, you know, it's, you've, you've got to understand that the value of you, firstly, is unique. And secondly, is priceless. You cannot put a value on it. You. you cannot say, I'm worth two and a half thousand dollars a month it's you don't know until you've really started to move forward with things and, and, and see and see man I, I love that I love the whole idea that you know your value is not the amount of bills that you have to pay no. you know your value is not the voice that you hear inside your head that your value is not the experiences that you've had leading up to this you know bad experiences or whatever that's kind of boxed you in mm. but this whole idea that of of you know just seeing things from a different perspective and a new light and uh you know just really understanding what your value is and, and the unique contribution you have to, to give and just a, amazing amazing way that you you capture that for us and and do, what a great great um, micro micro course the rising tide micro course we have here at the end of our chat but Thank as we, we wrap up today i mean i i could continue to ask you questions all day but is there something that uh, I have not touched on that you want to just, you know, very briefly just, just kind of wrap up with and then tell people if they want to learn more about Bonnie Lee, where's the best place to find that? Um, well, if this is going out on Facebook, so I'm guessing we're probably going to be 
tagged in together. So you can always just click on the link with my name on it and send me a message if you've got any questions for me. Um, I always try and help. I have, I do have quite a big, big network of, uh, you know, entrepreneurs or business owners. So if there's ever something that someone's thinking, oh, you know, I'm just thinking of this idea. There are so many groups. I don't know, Kevin, do you have a group that you... You we do. It's uh, it's cool. mainly made up of former guests on Rising Tide, is because we're trying to build this uh, kind of inner network type thing. But there you uh, go. So you're joining a group like Kevin too, for sure. Yeah. So joining a group like Kevin's is really useful because I think I think once you start surrounding yourself with people of that mindset, um, again, we touched upon this when we were talking off air. I don't think I would have continued. Um, kind of my self-improvement journey, if you like, because I've, I've not worked for a business since I was 23, 22, for a very long time. Um, because I surround myself with lots and lots of business owners. Every single one of my friends own a business. So it's, it's the norm to have a business, fail a business, start a business, don't start a business. It's, it, you know, within our peer group, um, it's not seen as strange. It's not seen as anything that radical. It's just, it's the norm for us. Um, and I think that if you just have that inkling and you think I've always wanted to do that and I don't know, you know, I've, I've got a little bit of money saved aside. And I think actually this is something I would like to touch on actually, Kevin, just in terms of something we haven't covered. And that's, we don't know how to qualify investing in ourselves. We will pay for the car. We will pay for the holiday. We will pay for the handbag, the shoes, the meal out. But my goodness, when someone offers you some education that is going to really help move your future forward, we go, oh, we haven't got money for that. I'm broke. You know, it's crazy. You know, everyone has $1,000 for an iPhone. But if I say to you, if you invest $1,000 here, and I'm not saying with me, I'm saying here, you know, this is an education system. It's going to help you really understand how to, I don't know, do digital marketing or, you know, do Facebook ads and start to really get your business going. Oh, I don't have the money for it. I mean, that just drives me nuts. That really does. Because if you don't invest in yourself, you know, if you don't keep topping up our, your educational knowledge and, having you know you having that edge how do you ever expect to know anything you, you can get stuff for free up to a point and then you've got to get some experts in who's just you know i guess one of the reasons i i got here as quickly as i did is because that's what i did right at the beginning i recognized straight away right if i'm going to get anywhere i'm going to need to pay for this for this expertise someone who took 10 years getting to here i took three what was the shortcut? A bit, a bit of investment, you know, a bit right. of money. Yeah. And the, I mean, we don't value things that are free. You know, we don't, we don't see value in them e either e intrinsically. So, I mean, I mean, I love how many free courses. Me. Yeah. I mean, I download YouTube. And don't do them, you know? Yeah. And I YouTube free stuff all the time, you yeah. know, how to do this, how to do that. Right. But if you really want to become an expert in something and really get there quicker and quickly, yeah really learn a skill you've, you've got to invest but yeah every time I say you know if you got in fact I spoke to my friend three days ago and she was complaining I'm so broke I'm so sick of it you know every time I earn everything goes out and I was like well babe, you know did you just buy a new phone the other day how much was that phone thousand pounds thousand pounds I can buy you a one-year course doing something that will you know that will set you up a skill for the rest of your life well, you can buy 10 iPhones then. 
Sure. But no, no, I've got to have the iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> we live in a microwave society, for sure. Oh, we, we want it now, and we don't want to wait for it. We don't. Oh, want yeah, I'm, I'm on like this crusade. <laughs> <laughs> I can see you. We got you all riled up there. <laughs> it does. It does. Because when my children ask me for things. And I said, you know what, I'd rather buy you. So I'd, I'd rather buy them, like, say, a weekend. So instead of, like, a, a big present of something, I'd rather get them, like, an afternoon chocolate-making course or pasta-making course or something, you know, some kind of skill. Because I think, what are you going to do with that? You're going to play with it for a little, little while, and that's £50 down the drain. And that's it. You won't ever think about it again. Whereas, you know, if we go and learn about the cocoa bean and how chocolate's made and where it comes from, and, you know, you have a skill then, haven't you? You become a much more interesting human, I think, anyway. But that's just me. <laughs> anyway, I think we have found her her inter interesting buttons here. We, as we're near the end of the, the chat yeah, here, we, yeah. we push more buttons. And we're just going to have to have you on again next week so we can continue our, our uh, chat about yeah, so if anyone, soapbox. Yeah, if anyone relates, oh, please. Because <laughs> it just drives me crazy. I love it. I absolutely love it. And, I, and this, its whole design is that we're, we're supposed to try to drive deeper into your psyche, you know, throughout the, the chat here. So I think we've arrived at the yeah. kind of the core yeah, of the I think focal point. I think so you have found it, yeah. We found, we found home base here, so... <laughs> Well, oh, Bonnie, so lovely. Thank you. Hey, it has it has been great. I I am so grateful for you taking the time today, and it's just been great connecting and and uh, just hearing your your story. And and I, I just want to just we're we're grateful. The our listeners are grateful for you know people like you taking the time to share your expertise. You know, through our micro course and and broader more broadly than that, just throughout the entire interview, just uh, how you kind of up, you know open your life up as a book to us and. Just thank you for playing your part in helping all boats rise in a rising tide. Bonnie, have a great day. Oh, thank you, Kevin. Bye, everyone.